30, baby, won't you meet me by the beam? Too early, maybe later you could show me things. You know what it is whenever I visit. Windy City, she blowing me kisses. No, 30 degrees, way too cold, so hold me tight. Will I see you at the show tonight? Will I see you at the show tonight? Hey, truck to the plane to the truck, truck to the hotel lobby. Me, I go through underground garages, presidential suite on deposit, elevator up to the room, shower up, and then we hit the club. Touchdown, gotta see what's up. Area code in my phone, what numbers do I still have? Who do I know from the past? Hit one, she say she got a man. Barnable, how has uh, how has your trading been lately? How you been doing? Um, pretty good. The past, I guess, four or five weeks, I've been doing pretty well. Started 2022, like most people, kind of struggling a little bit, just like not what we're used to. I mean, I've been doing pretty well until, I guess, like mid-December, and then I was doing on vacation and stuff for the most of the time. Um, but yeah, uh, now doing well, um, making back a lot of gains and pretty much i'm pretty much green on the year now so um yeah it's been kind of a roller coaster especially like doing this full time so it's like you got to be more got to be more careful and less i guess take less risks but you can still i mean yeah like the moment where you switch over it's like well now this is this is it yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck making money or if I if I don't make money then oh shit yeah 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 you're, you're screwed but yeah that's uh that's part of it when I went full-time I like made sure I had enough in the bank to where I could take some losses if I needed or if I if I did and then uh, be okay but yeah how are you uh how are you feeling about this market I know it's like you said it's been a roller coaster I mean pennies have been heating up a bit which you're yeah. a small cap guy but uh how are you feeling um, right now it feels like we're kind of getting that January, February effect just later on. Um, it, I've felt, so I've felt really comfortable. It's felt like, I guess last year, February, I mean, I guess, uh, when, when the Oilers ran, uh, last yeah. week, that was pretty, uh, GameStop style type, uh, kind of craziness, which was awesome. And that's where I like took full advantage of it. And I think I tweeted like two weeks before that i was like you just gotta strike when this shit's hot <laughs> like and yeah. and i mean so when indo just went freaking what did it go from like five bucks to 60 or 70 or something like that yeah it was like it was three then i got some news and then it went to nine then came back down to five consolidated for a bit and then went just crazy i mean i had been trading in and out of it i was like this is gonna go at some point kind of crazy because oil kept going up i was like this this has a chance but i didn't have the conviction to hold on to it all the way up yeah uh, but I, so i was just scalping the smaller ones sympathies it's kind of my favorite thing to do i think uh i think tony and i both didn't we both trade husa h-u-s-a i can't remember if you did yeah bro that's when i uh that's when I grabbed Husa and I went to the doctor and didn't even look at it. And then I get it, walked out of the doctor and it was like 14 bucks. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> That's a good doctor's visit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw it gap up pre-market. Yeah, dude. I, I, uh, I saw it gapped up pre-market and it was already on my watch list. I think that was a Monday and it was on my watch list for Sunday. Um, so I'd been watching it, but I never will grab something if I'm leaving my setup. But I, I basically took a lotto, something that I was just willing to, you know, lose 50% of it. Um, because when I was at the doctor and getting x-rayed, I, I couldn't end on my phone and I left the doctor and he yanked it out in the x-ray machine. <laughs> yeah. Um, it started, started fucking scalping options in the, the yeah, the it, was cr- it, it was crazy, but, um, didn't, didn't we get that three day effect? Remember we were talking about that, Teddy? I think we got that yeah, three-day think... effect on a bunch of those Oilers. The T plus yeah, like... two. Yeah. 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 I love those setups. Those are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but we were talking C about two, that. Yeah. yeah. I think they went again. We talked. Yeah, it was last podcast. I think we talked about. Oh, yeah, it was it's coming herve. up tomorrow or something. Yeah. Yep, it was yep, with herve. Yeah. 
Herb's Herb's the man. Oh, uh, we love Herb. He's big yeah. into those. Yeah, yeah. Um, Herb's like, when I think of like a uh, kind of like a surgical trader, I feel like Herb is like a surgical trader. I feel like he like has no emotions. Like he's just yeah. like, I will buy now, and then he buys, and then when it goes up, he's like, I think I will sell. <laughs> he sells, and like no emotions go into it. Yeah, Which that's kind of like that's kind of what you, you want, have to I be guess. like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta you gotta cut out the emotions. That's a huge thing that I've been learning. <laughs> so, do you only trade um small caps or? Are you... I'm small caps, but I mean, I'll monitor spy QQQs, uh, some what some large caps, um, and trade options on those when small caps aren't doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big part of like February for me. It was really learning kind of spy action. I mean, I I obviously monitored it for like the time I've been investing trading. Um, but, uh, especially February, January when I think to really trade. Um, so I'll, I'll trade that every once in a while. Yeah. I, That's what me and Tony have done. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, when you have the ability to do both, it's just, I mean, you essentially can do anything. If there's a day that pennies are hot, um, mm-hmm. you can trade pennies. If there's a day, there's really nothing that looks good. You can, you know trade whatever you know cues spy whatever it is so yeah um, that's the benefit of that yeah learning how to trade everything's huge and i mean obviously having specialties is good but if you can kind of get that full arsenal you're really set especially like if you're doing what i'm doing like full-time trading it's you got to kind of try to master everything in yeah. case yeah you know, market changes you got to be able to adapt yeah improvise adapt overcome <laughs> Uh, yeah i gotta ask what's the what's the tweet on your wall oh shit that was uh that was when i first hit a million dollars in my account um my yeah (laughs) my friends uh it was for my wedding uh it was one of a it was a wedding gift my friends put that on a metal board and gave it to me as like a as my wedding present so i was like oh shit that's so thoughtful (laughs) like this is awesome but yeah, those are some good friends right there. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Super cool. Just hanging up in my office. Yeah. Well, I mean, I gotta ask too. Today, today was FOMC. We had Powell talk. Mm-hmm. What did you guys kind of take from that? We'll start with you, Barnumol, and then we'll head over to head over to Tony. But what did you what did you guys take away from it? Other than you know the obvious, the rate hike and that kind of stuff. We knew it was gonna be a twenty five point or basis point hike. I mean. I- I saw people on Twitter saying yesterday, like, oh, we could go to like 50, 75. It's like, usually what the Fed says for the past, I don't know, two two years, they've pretty much done what they're going to, like, mm-hmm. what, what's expected. So I wasn't expecting anything more. So, but the, the GDP number was kind of scary, um, pro- projecting out how we're going to be lowering G- or losing GDP. Um, I was talking to Incredible Bob about that today, and he was like, yeah, that was the biggest takeaway from from the FOMC. Like, that's kind of scary stuff. But uh, I guess we're going to have, like, what, eight, six? Six more. Six yeah. more. That's yep. what I was going to say is the fact yeah. that there's going to be six more of those. Um, and what what this was the first increase since what? four years ago five years ago 2018 i think um yeah that sounds right so So, uh, is gonna be a market that a lot of people aren't like used to i guess or like a economic environment that a lot of traders especially new guys that started in COVID or whatever are gonna experience so so then we had that yeah it was crazy i mean the action we flushed right at two o'clock for like 15 20 minutes and (laughs) then rip baby yeah, dip and rip. <laughs> the ultimate dip and rip. That was ridiculous. Um, it was more like knife and rip. It was just the worst fucking knife. And then I'm pretty sure if you go look at like the hourly, it's just like a massive tweezer bottom. Like it's like a yeah. huge ass candle, Clifford yeah. Dick, and then it's a shrimp boner <laughs> yeah. right afterwards. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Did crazy. y'all did y'all straddle any spy options or anything? I had a guy in my Discord who did, but I did not. I, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. I was. We were done at what noon, because we traded together yeah. today around like noon. Yeah, we traded. Nice. Got out of there, dude. I had somebody it message so me painful. about. Oh wait, you saw? Remember, I linked you that somebody took like thirty million dollars worth of spy calls yeah. that ex that expire oh. Friday. 
Um, <laughs> Somebody knew. <laughs> like, when I saw it behind that, when bro. I saw it falling off a cliff, I'm like, that dude's fucked. But yeah, that's apparently nuts, not. <laughs> apparently he's not. <laughs> Iron yeah. balls right there. He was like, yeah. he probably held through that. He was like, oh, it's dipping. It ain't nothing in that rips right up that, yeah that was ridiculous um and it's funny during that entire thing i was trading small caps today i mean they're because they've been doing well but uh not, nothing really was none of my holdings or anything that i was trading was impacted which was nice um yeah. but yeah it was a nuts move what was the penny play you traded today teddy oh s-o-n-n s-o-n-n no, son, yeah that had like 200 or that had like 300 mil volume today. Damn, I like that ripping out the volume numbers. That's yeah, solid. yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I pay attention to these because <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the next one to the sympathies to start hitting. And I traded Son in the worst possible way. I held it for like how long was that, Tony? Like four hours. A like long I held it for four hours, and it like fake broke out like four times while I was holding it, and it like trapped me like four times like i was like oh this is the breakout and then it didn't break out and then so i sold because it like failed below 9 ema and 20 ema and then yeah. it ripped right afterwards to like 40 percent upside like it was like i had like a good average and oh it was terrible but that's it's a tough one to trade historically yeah it's it was a bitch today that is that is for certain mm -hmm. i think for me fomc was kind of them ripping the band-aid off finally like yeah i know that they finally... said they were going to do the yeah they said they were going to do the rate hike but then you know like you said the gdp numbers came out which was a little frightening and then they said six more possible um that's just the band-aid feeling like it got ripped off and then i thought that we were going to continue downside today i didn't i really didn't expect it to bounce back like it did um, which I don't think anyone did expect that fully, but um, I just thought it was crazy. I just couldn't believe like the fact that they said we're going to have six more and the GDP numbers were bad. Um, I just couldn't, I just, I was honestly flabbergasted. I got back to my computer about the start of power hour and I was like, what is going on? Yeah. What yeah. is this? I think it was like a kind of a sell the anticipation by the news to an extent. I mean, over the past week, I guess. You know how many people went chasing that flush and got absolutely fucked? Like a lot. I had somebody today <laughs> yeah. message me and was like, oh, I got destroyed. And I said, but like, what was the point of trade? Like, you knew I posted 10 times about FOMC at 2 p.m. yesterday and today. I posted over and over. I'm like, people. Be prepared. I, pr you know, if you're holding anything into it, it's a risk, complete risk. It's just like some people just like completely ignore it, and then they get upset when they lose money. But like, I told, I like, I, you know, it's just a, it's a complete gamble. It, it is. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. I always tell people treat it as a lotto mm -hmm. or have a hedge. Like, I almost grab, yeah, I almost grabbed spy calls, um, because I saw that thirty million dollar order come in. That expired Friday. I'm like, oh shit, somebody knows something. And I almost grabbed some. And I like said, I'm like, listen, this is, I don't suggest doing this. This is, I'm willing to lose this. Um, I held off, but some people just, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why you would, you know, hold something, something into that, not realizing the risk potential. So I don't know. Yeah. But um, I had a question for you. Um, we like to ask questions like that can help new traders out. Um, we try to cater this towards newer beginner traders. Um, mm -hmm. So I have a couple questions, but the first one I have would be, what do you think for you was your biggest hurdle to overcome um, before you really started to be like consistent um, and successful? Um, a lot of it was like emotion. Mm -hmm. I was very used to be a very emotional trader when I was starting out because I, I mean, I started investing like in college and stuff. Um, I'm like 28 now, but uh, full time or trading for three, three years, I guess, ish. Um, but emotion and falling in love with plays and not knowing when to take losses. And the hardest thing is not letting those losses get too big, um, no matter what like you believe about the company you can always reposition but yeah. i guess that was always my biggest thing i always believed in companies and whatever and it's hard to do that and be successful yeah because uh, you could have a 
you could have a 40% win rate and be extremely, extremely successful if you're, you know, cutting losers quick, letting winners run and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. Dude, I think we need to talk more about like at some point, maybe in a future episode about how to take losses. I feel like that's something that's really, really understated on like so many people struggle with that. Yeah, like that's the thing that I've noticed the most with the people in like our discords, the beginners, is they'll be like, okay, well, I don't know when to cut. And it all comes to like the setup. Like when does the setup change from, you know, you're thinking it's bullish and then all of a sudden, you know, if it, you know, knifes and then knifes with volume and then confirms under something, like all that stuff like plays into it. But that's something that I think a lot, a lot of people struggle with. They just hold because they're like, well, it's got to come back up eventually or, well, my setup, it's still kind of there, like that kind of stuff, which those are all things that are going to get you absolutely ran into the ground. Yeah, exactly. And I've taken huge losses in the past. And that's, I mean, you you do learn when you do take those losses. Like when you take the loss, it's not, I mean, it is a loss, but it's also like, shit, there's a learning experience. Yeah, I need to get my shit together and not do this again. And yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I guess I learned a lot that way. Yeah. And if you can, if you, that's the thing, like if you continue doing the same thing, that's why I always tell people like, I can't recommend journaling your trades enough when you first start. So you can like really identify, you know, if you are holding on to losers too long and that's a reoccurring problem. But if you continue to make that same mistake over and over and you're not fixing it, I don't know, like due to selfishness, due to, you know, just not putting enough work in, um, you're going to just blow a count up over and over and over. And eventually you're going to give up. Um, you're just going to be done with it. You're going to have lost, you know, X amount of money. And, um, dark in here quick. Holy crap. Well, it's the truth. It's the truth. It, it, really it is, is the truth. I actually agree. Like not enough people say that is like, if you keep doing everything that's like people are telling you not to do, yeah. like you're going to fail. Yeah, yeah. Nope. for sure. Exactly. Um, I had another question. I, I know you trade full time. Um, mm-hmm. How did that? How did that transition from you know whatever job you're working to going full time? How was that? And and what was your biggest? What was your biggest struggle with that? I actually had um, somebody in my group ask me that today because they've been thinking about going full time. I told them I'm like, dude, when you think you're ready, it's a whole different thing once you actually do it because like. You know, if you're quitting a job and then dependent on that, it's it's a whole different, you know, psychological, psychological. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, Well, the hardest thing, I mean, I guess you're kind of once you go full time, it's like survival instincts kick in and you're more aggressive. Well, you're more aggressive with like like trying to make like you're not. I don't like being red, <laughs> like, and I wouldn't mind being red when I was, when I had my salary. And so I don't know. I feel like I, it's, it's a lot being, being able to get screen time and like actually watch things transpire. Cause I used to, I mean, I was pretty busy at my old job and I would just swing things and that started to like stop working. Um, but once you started to get like screen time and um, being able to watch things throughout the day, that really opened your eye, opened my eyes. Um, and I was more, I mean, I guess going back to the whole taking losses quicker, that was, became part of my thing. And, um, but I guess the biggest struggle was just realizing I had to do this full time and make money because this is my, this is my full time job. And it's the whole, like, I guess, psychological thing. Yeah, and I have like I have a wife and dog, and um, so it's like you got to continue to do this and perform. So you, can, I don't know, your mind, mindset changes a lot. But um, I, I was glad, like I put, I had enough money in my account to where I was able to keep be be able to take a few losses. But um, it was just a whole psychological change. Yeah, but I love it. It's the best thing I've life. <laughs> like I, I, it's. <sighs> It's such a weird thing because, like, I'll have people that'll be like, you never really want to, like, you know, feel like you're being rude or disrespectful to anybody. But I'll have people that'll be like, oh, I had, like, a really good, two real good weeks in a row. I'm like, that's not going to do it. You can't you can't be wanting to quit your job because you had two consistent weeks. You know, you have $1,000 in your account. Yeah. I mean, that's just not going to work. I always tell people have, like... um 
at least six months of oh yeah like rent saved up whatever like life expenses saved up and then i also tell people have a year of consistent having green months at least that like that's the bottom line in my opinion um and being able to trade any market any market yeah any market exactly yeah i mean there's people that have reached out to me that have been trading for i don't know like less than a year that want to go full-time but it's like you you don't know if you haven't done this for at least like a year or two plus you don't really know how to like you you haven't seen all the cycles exactly because like (laughs) and that's a huge part of it because i i've been doing this for a little while so i've been able to like kind of see a lot of different things mm-hmm. so i know what to expect when things aren't great yeah uh which i guess right like past four kind of the small caps haven't been great so but i was still able to like manage um but yeah i, I would you gotta have some experience and and you can't you yeah. can't only trade one way too like if you only if you're a swing trader you know yeah and that's all that's that's all you know and that's all you've ever done what the hell have you been doing for the past eight months yeah like you got to be able to see those like those little changes and adapt like a few like a few weeks ago or a month or two ago i was talking to incredible bob quite a bit and we were like man these pennies these pennies feel like they're like on the bottoms right now they're kind of like getting ready and then like lo and behold the past like maybe month pennies have been heating up quite a bit but you got to like know those indicators beforehand Mm -hmm. and if you've only been trading for like months or maybe one year you're not going to know when those pennies are beginning to heat up or when, you know, it's time to switch to large caps instead of right. pennies. Um, earning seasons, you have no idea about any of that. You have no idea about what happens when SPY pulls back more than 10%. Um, yep. You know, all these things, you just have to have time under your belt, months um, of, of consistency, if not years of consistency. Yeah, it's all it's all based on just time, experience, staring at a screen, seeing setup after setup, seeing yeah. market changes, all that kind of stuff over and over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, you just have to really just experience the biggest thing. And the more you do it, the better you'll learn and the more cycles you'll go through or whatever. And yeah. yeah. People uh I've told this story before, but I think it was October, beginning of October. Um, I stopped putting swings out um and started to transition to option like option watch lists and people are getting mad at me they're like oh why are you doing this blah 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 and i'm like because there's nothing that indicates that you know there's any strength in the market and if we're not able to adapt to the potential of you know an aggressive bear market into next year potentially the entire year what are we all going to be doing we're all just going to be doing nothing you're not no one's going to yeah. be no one's going to be swinging and if you're swinging you're going to be losing money <clears throat> um, and yeah exactly i was swinging a little bit in i don't know january or december some of them worked some of them didn't but yeah it's just it was a toss-up mm-hmm. yeah. um exactly. and people get mad at me but i mean yeah. it is what yeah. it is um, i stopped getting mad at everything swings. nowadays bro <laughs> Yeah, I can't do anything. You can't post. I can't post a picture of what I'm eating for dinner. It's just like, uh, but um, it's it's rough out there on the old old FinTwit Wild West. Yes, FinTwit is a Wild West right now, dude. It's crazy. Well, that goes into my next. That segues into my next question. My last question. Um, what do you feel about FinTwit at the moment? Like the good people have survived. The people that, I don't know, the people that are still posting ideas and motivation or that are still there. I mean, yeah. that's our, that's what we got. Like, that's what we're working with going forward. And you got to find the good people and follow them and people that want to, that are willing to help. And there's, there's a lot of that, but I mean, there's still, I mean, we see it all the time, but it's, it's, it's starting to get weeded out though, which is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. good about it lately like you were saying feel, like it feels like some people have like a lot of people have began to just kind of die off and it's like wow they were really kind of more of the toxic people and well they're gone now so like it feels like we're getting to the the core they'll be group. back they'll yeah. be back they'll be back <laughs> yeah. they, gme they always come back. bullshit there's always something when the market heats up they'll be back um, Trump will have like a new like SPAC or something that goes like eight thousand percent again, just dude, like I last hope time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, dude. <laughs> anything with his name, I'm just gonna buy from now on. Like yeah. the moment, oh yeah, I hear anything about it. But yeah, 
Barnimal, I gotta ask you, what do you like to do in your free time, man? What do we what do we got with those hobbies? You like to play basketball? You like to watch football? What do you like to do? I'd like to do both of those. I, I played basketball like in high school, college or not college, but like rec and stuff in college, and I still do it now. Um golfer. Um golf. Yeah, I golf a decent amount. Actually, I was at the ever hit a hole in one. I wish, dude. That would be <laughs> sick. <laughs> um, I was at the Waste Management Open like two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Or whatever. Dude, was so fun. was my buddy. You know Coke, really? Teddy? Coke was there. Yeah, Tim? Yeah, he was. Oh, shit, wait, look. His real name. Coke. Coke's. He was really there? Oh, shit. I got a little uh, divot fixer. Oh, nice. Dude. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> my buddy's bachelor party. But yeah. That was probably fun. Golfing. Yeah, it was a blast. Um, but yeah, golfing. Ready for March Madness? Yeah, I made my bracket today. Um, I picked Auburn just to throw things off. <laughs> I'm an SEC guy, so. Um, I got Tennessee and Baylor. And actually Villanova. Ooh. I have three brackets. You don't even so watch basketball. I <laughs> no, I don't watch basketball. Neither do I, neither do I. I haven't watched a game in probably like five years, I bet. Do you like the NBA? I love the NBA. Who's your Who's your team? Uh, I'm I'm from Dallas. I'm a Mavs guy. Like, oh, I'm boy. unfortunately a Sixers fan. Oh, I don't want to flex on anybody, but I'm a Bucks fan. <laughs> yeah, you are. Oh, nice. I got the hat right. in my closet. I might have to put it on now that we just started talking about this. The Mavs, I'll be honest, the Mavs look good this year for like five they, years. They do. So. I'm glad they look we got good. Porzingis. Yeah, he was. His attitude's He's horrible. We got some good pieces for him. Dinwiddie's good, yeah. Um, Luca's off the freaking. So you're a Cowboys fan? Cowboys, yeah. Right, we're off season. Oh boy. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I hope we get Clowney or something. But I didn't see you guys letting go of Cooper. Yeah, we needed to. We just we should have got. I mean, we wanted to get rid of Zeke, but nobody would take that contract. Yeah. Oh, we had to get rid of Cooper. Tony Pollard might be better than Zeke. I think he is. <laughs> like, I'd rather have him. I agree. Do you like Jerry Jones? I I do. I <laughs> I think, think he's, he's a... one of the like pieces that you guys got to get rid of in the future. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I, I I like him as a person, but not as a uh, owner. Yeah, he's way too involved. He's always like sticking his hands in things, yeah. and I've heard so many stories about him like like deciding who they sign or like doing does, like does contract it's... stuff. And it's like, dude, you don't know that much about football. Yeah. Leave it no, up he... to the GM, the coaches, but yeah, he is a good guy. I like, a, if yeah, he was exactly, if he was my team. I'd be like, Oh man, dude, I kind of like this guy. I don't know what we should do. Yeah. I'd be like on the fence. Yeah. That's funny. And then, okay, man. So we talked earlier, you got a mini Australian shepherd and I like, can't picture it in my head. How big is it? You want me to get him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on one second. Hey, Rebel, come here, buddy. He's just fucking gigantic. Reason, dude, I imagined, like, a chihuahua-sized Australian <laughs> no, shepherd. Like, dude. a little, like, like I mean, like, this big. No, he's going to be bigger than that. <laughs> Aww. Aww, dude. Oh, <laughs> my God, he's so cute. He's my he's Twitter so cute. Uh, banner. <laughs> but he's, uh, he's a good boy. Um, he looks like a good boy. <laughs> All right, go see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we got him uh, like two and a half years ago. Uh, my wife and I kind of met. We got a dog pretty quick after. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's he's the best. My bu- Twitter banner. My buddy uh, just got one uh, like six months ago. He's they're yeah. so cute. They're 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 smart dogs. Yeah, they have a lot of energy. Behind me when I trade, <laughs> tries to paw at me to give him his ball. I'm like, dude, hold on. <laughs> they definitely the have. They definitely have high. They they're definitely because my dog has a shit ton of energy too. She's a short haired pointer, but oh nice. I, I don't want an dogs. Australian Shepherd. If I'm being okay. honest, my girl's always trying to get me to get a dog. And I'm always like, we have like three cats. We can't get a dog, blah, 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 blah. But, dude, I kind of want an Australian Shepherd. Yeah, they're cool. They shed, do they shed pretty good? Yeah, he just shed on me. So. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hot outside. So he's uh, he's going through his coat. Um, but yeah, he's the man. What's yeah. his name? Rebel? Rebel. 
Yeah. It's a cool name. Rebel is the man. Where did your name come from? Barnum. Yeah, Barnum. Uh, um, so this was a, a nickname I got in college. My last name is like is, is Barnes. So um, okay. if you like, oh, do you do you just go to the bars a lot? And I was like, well, yes, but <laughs> <laughs> but my friend, I just they just called me that in college, and then I kind of made it my Twitter uh, my Twitter name, and then it just kind of I didn't change it. I was like, this is unique. Nobody. How'd you get thick, Teddy? Yeah, <laughs> dude, I don't even know. Have I told that story before? I don't think so, dude. I remember watching Bob's Burgers like just when I was extremely in the zone. Mm-hmm. Not in the zone. I mean, like extremely blasted of some sort. And <laughs> I just thought that Teddy was the funniest guy ever. Like, I think it was like they took him to some like, um, like a pond or something, and he like couldn't catch a fish, and he was like running around going, "Why can't I catch fish?" And like, I don't know, I just thought it was so funny. And then I was like, eh, thick works because it's kind of funny. I'm kind of thick, both a little bit of both. I don't really know. So wait, how long did you have your Twitter for? How long have you had your Twitter? I think I got mine in. Because you've had Twitter longer, way longer than I have. Yeah, because we met before you even had Twitter. I think I got Twitter like maybe like at like right before the COVID crash, something like that. Like beginning of that year? Yeah, like the right at the beginning. Yeah. Is there like a playoff Incredible Bob or No, I'd never met Incredible you, Bob. Oh really? That's cool. Yeah. Now I, you guys are best friends. We met yeah. and now we're homies. It's Bob's kinda funny. <laughs> uh, he is the man, dude. We always talk about small caps and swings and yep. stuff. Yep. Can you dunk a basketball? Me? Yeah. I have dunked like like a few times back when I was in high school, which is I'm like five hey. nine, so Holy shit! You can really jump then. Yeah, is you you dunking over someone and then all of your friends going? Yeah. Wait, did you hear what he said though? Did you hear what he said though? He's only five nine and can dunk. Dude, that's how tall I am. I've never even touched the rim. I don't think. That's crazy. (laughs) That's actually crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. That's some athletic hops. You could probably squat like six hundred pounds or some crazy like that. I haven't squatted. I (laughs) broke my back twice in high school, so I never. Oh. Playing so football? Yeah, football. Football. Yeah, so I've never squatted since freshman year of high school. Broke and I'll be honest, back. I'm gonna like I'm gonna be be very careful about my kids playing football, bro. Yeah. Football is actually so scary. Dude, it is. Yeah. CTE and all that shit. School. Yeah. Yeah. These are like seventeen year old, sixteen year old kids. But Yeah, yeah my wife and I are like two or three years away from having kids and i'm like shit i have to worry about this and then playing football all right but i do want them to play football but still it's it's kind of sad now i know the town i'm in they like had to get rid of their little league program because no there's just no no kids want to do anything like they'd rather be inside playing Fortnite and playing on their it's i just think that's kind of sad to be honest i remember when i was in little league it's like 10 teams and now there's none it's like it's a little depressing yeah a little bit um it's so weird yeah it's very strange all right barnimal so we got a few minutes here we want to talk about your favorite swing setups and your favorite scalp setups yeah um if they're like if they're particular explain them but if they're kind of just more general then that's all right too i so I look at things in for my swing setups or scalp setups. It's kind of like I've, I just know what to look for based on experience. But when I'm looking for like swings or something like that, I like to, for my small caps, something sitting pretty close to the 20, uh, 20 SMA. That's kind of my trigger line. If I see it curling up a little bit, then that'll be like, Oh, okay. What's this? What, what, why, why would this be a good swing or whatever? Look at all the, I, I like lower float on these things. I mean, some of this relates to large caps as well. Um, But uh, curling up, bottomed out near the 20 SMA, that's kind of my guide, I guess, for swings. And and, and really just looking to see if something's found found a true bottom or a support um, for my my small cap swings. Uh, If it looks like it's still going down more, looks like it's failing, then I I wouldn't touch it. But... Uh, if we get a nice curl and found a solid support, that's kind of my guide. And I, I like, I really like bottom swings, uh, bottom plays. That's my. Finvis has a, Finvis has a lot of real good parameters for, for things like that. 
I was about to say, Finviz is where I go to get uh, like a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great website. I have it on my screen all day. Yeah, Finviz is... The thing with Finviz is people don't want to put the work into like go comb through things like that. Go th- comb through, you know, 300 charts, but it's worth it. That's key, bro. It's yeah, totally it's worth, definitely it. worth it. Yeah. If you love charts as much as you should, if you're a trader, like, I think, I, I think homework is fun. Like, no. Oh, yeah. And then you find something <laughs> and, it, and it works out and you're like, I just did all that work and it feels here so good. for like good. an hour at night while my girlfriend's like, yeah. come to bed. And I'm yeah, like, exactly. I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you're grinding on charts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't That's worry, a- babe. I got Finviz right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you Starts- like the setups where it's like, it's a downtrend and then it just goes sideways for a few weeks yeah, with like low volume yeah oh he must have been talking to incredible bob i, I talk to him every day <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> he's but a yeah you were telling man. me about that um but yeah i love the frying pan bottoms i love the falling wedges uh once we get dude these falling wedge breaks i don't know cavil hook uh recently kala kala they've had the, these they've had news that breaks them out of the falling wedge this long falling wedge and that'll drive like a multi-day move uh, falling wedge over like a, a long falling wedge those downtrend breaks are sometimes the uh, biggest moves and you can get multi-day things out of those yeah when you when they get i mean when something's bottomed for so long eventually it gets to a point where it's like absolute minimal risk like as humanly possible yeah that's why i'm swinging family right now Oh, you oh, are literally almost yeah. no risk. <laughs> yeah, there's almost no risk. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I, I saw that one get slapped like crazy after hours today when GLG yeah. ran. That was fun. Um, eventually, that one will go. I, I promise. <laughs> Not yeah, in especially right now, Chinese, and then like we get some, we get some like food, and then everyone will start talking about, oh, they make mushrooms. That's food. I thought that would have gone last week. I mean, I was playing food plays all last week. Um, there were some sweet yep. setups, um, but I I was talking to somebody about it. I think I was, ta- I was talking to Stock Swing Alert and Ellis Dellinger, a few other guys today. I was like, why, wait, why didn't Fammy go last week? That should have been good. I was confused <laughs> like, <laughs> too. I was waiting all the last week. I was I like, today's the day. Today yeah. is the day. Agni's yeah. going. Everything is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> So Barnumal, we've talked about FinViz being how you find your tickers. We've talked about you liking those downtrends, those um, falling wedges, all that kind of stuff. Those mm-hmm. are good setups. What are a few terrible, bad setups that might be looking like good setups that you've seen beginners get trapped in? It's a good one. I've, I mean, a lot of it's, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of beginners get trapped in chasing alerts. Uh, so buying when they see an alert or a news play, um, they see a spike and they'll be like, oh, that's going to go more. Doesn't always go more. A lot of times it's like BS. Yeah, I never, unless I see a headline that's something meaningful and I've learned this through experience and through like my mentors and everything and everybody I've talked to that's I mean taught me about headlines unless I see something that's super meaningful I'll wait for the thing to set up um after the first spike because a lot of the times there could be a good headline and also depends on the market you're in but it could be a good the headline you slap the top and then you're stuck I, I feel like as a rookie trader you're most likely to try to chase some news or something and you don't know what it means but it's going up and that's where a lot of that's where i got smoked uh when i was kind of really starting in the small cap world um and i guess it goes for large caps too but when you see a big spike on a large cap that's usually some meaningful news um you know yeah you know what i noticed that people get trapped in a lot is like something that's overextended but maybe forming you know like if you get a if you're running all day and you get mm-hmm. real real overextended and exhausted it may start forming like a a wedge um or the same way you know if something's yeah. in a downtrend all day i see people get i see people get stuck in that all the time and they don't really realize they just think oh i see this formation it's going to play out it has to play yeah. out um and that's just not that just doesn't happen all the time, especially when sometimes something's exhausted. Up, 
something sometimes it'll be setting up perfectly and somebody won't you won't check the volume but the volume is actually fading and it'll be a it'll be a, a breakout that you think it's going to go yeah. But then the volume's not there. And so you'll get the the goalie pull stuff move right at uh, high of daybreak. And then that is where you'll get smoked. And I've been there too. Yeah. I, I see the more than people getting stuck in, in setups. I see people be hesitant more than, more than getting stuck. Um, in terms of like, I have a lot of people in my discord now that I'm trying to help them with like, Teddy, we talked about this, like they, they want to fight the trend. Mm-hmm. they don't know they These don't know how to just trouble. ride the trend they see you know something's in an uptrend and it starts to pull back mm-hmm. and they think oh shit now's my chance to go short and it bounces off like a nine ema and then you just continue trend i have that's huge. what i yeah the huge was spy so i've noticed like january like the past this year spy people have been like either staying bearish or staying bullish and and they're and they're it's their mindset they think it's going to be a bad day regardless like this can't go up anymore yep. and they'll try to fight the trend and short every pop and it'll keep pop like keep popping on them and that's huge and go and do what you're saying yeah it's like or today or today we gapped up on the indices and and i had people saying oh well we're gonna fill this gap down before the market opened i'm like why that's what I was about yeah. to talk about. It's the bias going <laughs> into the day that I see everybody. It's the biggest issue. On. It's it's the biggest Just issue. Just stop. Just trade what's in front of you. If you see spy and you think, oh, FOMC is here today, like we're going to go down. Who yeah. said that? Yeah. Who did did literally like Jesus Christ himself walk into your head and say <laughs> this we was, must go down on every? I think FOMC. this was the no. biggest day on spy since 2020. Really. I didn't see that. Is it? It probably might have been April two thousand twenty. I think. Day. Yeah, like. Wow. I, 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 that's what I see, and then and then, uh, it's just it's frustrating because, you know, I, I it's such a it's a, just a mental thing. It's just a hurdle that you have to get over with like screen time and stuff. But I just hate seeing people struggle with that and miss out on opportunity because they can't get rid of that bias. You know what it yeah. comes from. I honestly think like because most of those people are long biased. Like I see a bunch of people like if any if it gaps down, oh, oh it's gonna fill this gap. Yeah. A bunch of these people are long biased. It's because everyone yelled by the dip for like a year straight. And now mm-hmm. everyone who's like been trading for the only that year thinks by the dip is like a normal thing. They think like by the dip, by the dip, by the dip. That's not a normal thing. Like until twenty twenty, that was not normal. Like every every year before then that I traded people were not constantly like buying the dip. They were looking for setups. Mm-hmm. Got to yeah. look for setups. It's not just buy the dip every single time. Dips keep dipping sometimes. Like go look at like any of these wish. small caps that wish wish wish, wish. <laughs> go look at wish, go look at clover, clove, go look at all those. Go look at AMC well. since the pop. <laughs> all of those dips keep dipping sometimes. I forgot. Yeah. I I just posted a video. It was from let me go look. It was from Peter Lynch. He talks. Did I tell you that? Did I talk about this story? Peter Lynch talks about how he he ran, I think, Fidelity or something, and um, he bought some stock. It was like sixteen bucks, and he he was a little bit newer into um, running that running Fidelity, and he's like, oh, it's it was just thirty two. Now it's sixteen. How much lower can it go? And he loads up on it like. He said it was like one of the biggest place orders in the market at that time, the history of the market. Wow. And it went down to four, three, two bucks um, because in his mind, he's like, it can't go any lower. And I was talking about this on stream with like SoFi's, your DraftKings, your PLTRs, like popular popular names that people thought they were steals at 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Now they're eight bucks, seven bucks. You just you can't have that freaking mindset, or you're just gonna get murdered. Um, yeah, that's one of the that's one of the setups that beginners get caught in. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. the biggest thing too is is look for setups that are not retail heavy. Like retail heavy setups, as much as you know, people are gonna call this like, oh, it's a conspiracy, all that kind of stuff. They do get targeted by people with way more money than any retail traders. Like, they want to push you out. Savvy, that's a big name. He knows retail oh, traders. Yeah. He's going to be on retail tickers ass. He's going to be riding them into the ground because he knows he can control them. He knows he can shake their hands out. He knows he can make them stop loss out, all that kind of stuff. And there's a bunch mm-hmm. more other, other big money like that. So 
Just, yep. just don't be in the things that are like the wish where it was wished to 69 and then now it's wished to actually 69 cents instead. I Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I trade crowded tickers, small cap wise. I, I avoid them. I avoid the main runners really, um, unless there's like a good opportunity. And I, I don't really, if they, if I see too many people are in it, I generally am avoiding or yeah. will look to get out just because those crowded plays just never work. <laughs> or 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 getting in those before they get, you know. Yeah. Before they I, get crowded, that's when you I can like to make, get in early. Yeah. That's why. I'm that's in when you can make right serious now, money. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's my that's biggest my... reason I'm in family. I was telling people in my Discord is because we're in before it gets crowded. I feel like this one could get crowded. It's 15 cents, like 13 cents actually. Mm-hmm. It's like a Chinese name that like people love to talk about on Twitter. I think it could get one of those where people start to just like go hard on it. Those cheap yeah. ones, people are starting to pick them up. Big names are starting to pick them up. Cheap is attractive too to a lot of people. Fami could get that like Mullen type run, that piece of garbage. <laughs> M-U-L-M. The go Dude, that's yeah. on full Terrible. meme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible companies get more meme runs than I've ever seen. Like, why yeah. not run a good company? Why are we not running like something that's actually a decent company? Like SoFi, I think it's a decent company. Like, why yeah, are we are. not running the shit out of SoFi? <laughs> why are yeah. we choosing AMC, a dying like movie theater? Yeah. Or Mullen, like I, I just saw somebody on Twitter said that they're buying AMC and uh, as long as it's under 500k. You guys, see- <laughs> yeah, yeah, but because today? they said, yeah, I just retweeted it. That's disgusting. They said that they want to see 500k a share. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like they said that it, there's infinite possibility. I said, bro, what? What are you talking? What are you talking about? Because because AMC just invested in gold mines, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You see that? I invested yeah. in a penny stock that was like thirty cents a H-Y-M-C. week ago. It was, mm-hmm. It's garbage. It's a former spag. They haven't done anything. They're terrible. It's a terrible I, company. I was gonna slap HYMC so hard yesterday at right when the news came out, and then it didn't do anything, and then I went back to sleep, and I woke up. It was at well, shit. <laughs> Weren't you on that last week? Yeah, I played. I was on that. Like, I think like when it was like thirty or forty cents, and I played it. But I only got like, like a tenth of a position. Like I got like so small that it didn't even like impact my account. And then I woke up one day it was up ninety percent. Yeah, and like, like it didn't even 400%. impact my account, even though it was up ninety yeah. percent. Like it was like such a small part that it like just didn't do anything. But yeah, yeah. I was playing PLM last week, and it was it, it was the other one that gapped up with HYMC. But I, I sold it right before close, and then it gapped up almost one hundred percent. Wanted to. I'm so pissed. I used to have a boner over PLM. <laughs> because, dude, they're going to supply... They actually are going to supply nickel to Tesla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% certain of that. Because they got that Glencore contract. Tesla's got Glencore. Yeah. It's just... no Like, they haven't come out and said, like, this is where we're getting our nickel. So, like, nothing's happened. But PLM, like, they could honestly... I don't know. People in Minnesota... I talked to a few guys in Minnesota who, like, live near the mine. And they don't think it's actually going to be able to, like, begin mining. But dude, they've they've done well on their court cases. They're like actually a hundred percent. I think they're like might be ninety percent where they've won ninety percent. They got the water one. They got all this stuff. So like, yeah, PLM like they could actually begin mining for Tesla, which would be crazy. That would be nuts. I guess we'll see that transpire. <laughs> That'll be like years. That'll be years yeah. in, the, yeah. in yeah. the future. But all right, Barnable, we want to do kind of a quick little like a like a rapid fire where we just want to get to ask you a few questions here. Um, it's going to be like food, stuff like that. So, Barnabas, okay. what's your favorite food? Um, I would go with – I really like prime rib. Ooh. Steak, oh, dude. Prime rib or steak. Prime rib with some horseradish sauce. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness you said that. That's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's I guess so I would my, uh, that's a sleeper pick, but it's one of my favorites. So, I'm going to go with that. Prime rib's that. fire. Yeah. Tony, if you had to give a favorite food, what would you say? Pasta pasta but what what specific pasta you gotta choose one. manicotti that big one do you know what manicotti is is that the fat one where you like put stuff in they're like the tubes you stuff you uh fill it with like ricotta, ricotta. and yeah cheese and uh stuff like that and then okay. that's my favorite dude i do a hamburger 
I feel like lame now, but I just do a burger. But burgers are good, burger. but yeah, I can do a whole bunch of stuff with a burger. I can add some shit on there, you know. Give me do some, some Shake stuff. Shack, and I'll be good. Ooh, Shake Shack is good. All right, Barnum, what's your favorite place on Earth? Favorite place on Earth? Um, I'm gonna go with Cabo San Lucas um, in Mexico. I got married there a year ago. We're going back for our anniversary in three weeks. Like we went there. We, my wife and I, have gone there five or six times since we've been together that'll be fun that's that's freaking dude cabo st lucas that would be oh my i might have to get a resort there one of these one of these uh months it's take a little trip out there it's so nice is the water really clear there uh it's not that clear there it's pacific side that if you want to get the clear water cancun but it's it's like desert mountains but it's beautiful it's fantastic i love it and a good party scene too if you're in if you're wanting to do that but we we just go to the resorts and kind of just lay around and relax that's awesome get some sun yeah what's your favorite trading ticker oh man um it used to (laughs) trading ticker so i guess i'll go um I love. I I used to love trading. It's a shitty name, but NXTD was one of my favorites. Um, Did you ever trade Jan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That thing was uh, is, is, <laughs> had some moves today. Somebody was pushing it. Jan. Yeah. That used to be my yeah. favorite girl. Jan. That I used to be my favorite thing to trade. I'm not even. Yeah, somebody was pushing it today, and it got. Oh, and we missed it. And Tony used to trade that every time? single day. I would. Yeah, we would literally, legitimately trade that three times a day for like six months, every single day. I. It's a fun one. The low floats. I love the low floats sometimes. Yeah. But other than that, um, this recent IPO, I really like DBGI. I've done really well on that one. So. Oh. Um, Dude, I like that company long term. Actually, it's interesting. Based out of Texas too. Um, but yeah, what do they do? Uh, it's like clothing, online stuff. It's interesting. Um, wait, wait, wait. Say the ticker again. DBGI. Okay, never mind. That wasn't what I was thinking. It's of. not. Sorry. It's it's just a. It's a. It's four letters from. And I've done well on it. So. <laughs> what was so, mean, you know, there was that children's clothing line that got pumped hey. a couple weeks yeah hey. that yeah. Yeah. that one had a sick day today too i don't know who was on it dude <laughs> kid pick kid pick corporation kid pick. is the name of that yeah. it did have a sick day you're right yeah it ran yeah. from 140 or 150 to two. 190 almost two bucks two, yeah that was a cool one i was watching and i was like when didn't they join this i don't know who was on it but it was crazy good setup but i i dude i like a all small cap tickers. I've done well with Pola too, P-O-L-A. That one's been a big winner for me this year. I guess I went from like three to six last week and I was on early. Damn. I'm trying to think of what I used to trade in, over the summer. I can't remember. We traded Jan. We traded GBR a ton. GBR, GBR we were is fun. Trading CEI, AEI. AEI, that shorted the hunk fuck of trash. Of <laughs> yeah. Um, but, what else? I don't know. I don't remember. I do like I to traded. trade the. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I like to trade uh, some of the beat up D specs too. I think those are easy and liquid, and they have options. Yeah, they are. So when they go, they I go. Like, they do have options. Those do. Those are nice to trade when they get down to like when they're like below five bucks. Oh yeah. Those things will like you'll get like those random pops. You can see them coming, which is really nice. Yeah, B fly today had a 500k form four that came out last night, and then it. Went from like four point six to like five plus. Yeah, I didn't trade it, but I was watching it. Gvo, that's what we traded Gvo all the time. AMTX, yeah. Oh man, those were big winners back in the day. Yeah. That's kind of the that's like the glory. It's period, nostalgia. We're kind of reflecting. Yeah, yeah holy crap! Dude. It's it's weird to think we've been we've been doing this podcast and like trading together for that long that we can have like a nostalgia. <laughs> we can like <laughs> <Yeah>. think back. <laughs> Y'all been doing this since the summer. Yeah, summer? since May, it's probably oh, a year now. I think. Yeah, oh, almost yeah. a year. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. 20, 27, 28 episodes. Twenty eight around. It's probably like thirty because there was a couple there that weren't numbered. So, yeah, we skipped a couple months, took a little break, but now we're back. All right, Barnable. Next question: What's your favorite drink? You can go alcoholic, you can go non-alcoholic, whatever you feel like. Um, I have favorite drink probably. I've been on a, a martini kick recently, 
for some reason, but I, I love my old fashions too. <laughs> Everybody in the old fashions. <laughs> yeah. Old fashions are good. No, yeah, they yeah. got it. I just yeah. want somebody to say Moscow Mule one time. I love Moscow Mules. Well, okay, we'll take They're that. Underrated. <laughs> I'll take that. And you just yeah. got a mug, Moscow's Teddy. You just underrated. got a mug too. You can you can make them. I just Coffee tried mug. one. Did you see me drinking it earlier? Was that what that was? That's what that was, yeah. Oh, I didn't have one. I was drinking. I had a Moscow Mule. It was like a cucumber Moscow Mule back oh, that in my college good. town. Like tequila. tequila. Yeah, those are good too. All right, band. Your favorite band. Uh, my favorite bands, uh, hands down. Uh, have you guys heard of Rufus DeSoul? Nope. <laughs> it's like the EDM kind of, but like uh, tropical EDM. You know who likes? Uh, you know who like that? Doctor Bullshark. It's a cool. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Bullshark would be like oh, he'd into... love that shit. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. I'm gonna have to look this up. What's the name again? I'm gonna write it down. Rufus Dusol. R-U-F-U-S-D-U-S-O-L. I don't know if you guys know Ariel, real simple Ariel. He's a big fan of him too. <laughs> Talk about Oh, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm flying up to Washington to see Rufus in October. So I'm in Dallas recently. Sweet. I like new music. I like I like new genres I, of music and stuff also, I haven't tried before. So Also MGK. <laughs> I'm a diehard MGK fan. You like his new uh, stuff? Him in concert? We went to, we, I saw him in Dallas in October. For his uh, tickets to my downfall tour, um, I've seen him twice. I haven't seen him since he like did the whole like little rock transition. No, it's, it's fun, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think his rock stuff would be way more fun than his it's old cool. rap stuff. Yeah. I mean, it brings me back to my childhood, like his like Blink One Eighty Two esque type of stuff. I'm like, oh hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets those like Travis Barker type yeah, stuff yeah. going on. Yeah. All right, you got a favorite car? That's the last one. Yeah. Um. I. I I really like, I don't have one, but I, I really like Land Rover Defenders. Um, that's just like Good a, pick. Um, I, I drive a, a new Tahoe right now, but I was going to get, I was looking into the Defenders, but these were, I was just more practical. Um, but I like those a lot, but I do, I mean, obviously sports cars, I want to, something cool eventually, <laughs> but yeah, fun car. So do I. Yeah. Fun car. Then, yeah ways down the road I'll get one that can drive hella fast just yeah. like pop yeah. up to like 150 <laughs> all sports cars drive fast <laughs> hey but i've never been in a fast car i've never dude in iowa we don't got fast cars true. you know what i'm saying Tony? true true oh no i don't know i just want one that can like i can punch that, that pedal i want an audi audi rs7 that's my dream car Ooh, that's that a that's a good sweet. they're beautiful i saw one of those by my house like a week or two ago yeah, it was I, brand new. It had the had the license sick. plate from the dealer. On. I looked at getting one, and um, there was none around me, so I had to like go searching. And the cheapest one I could find, because I wanted a new one, and the cheapest one I could find was like 150k. I'm like, uh, yeah, no. Oh wow! Yeah, no Dude, thanks. Were, uh, <laughs> yeah, not yet. No, no. <laughs> After some more trading. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole I house. Snag one of the new Broncos. Oh, oh I those like are the beautiful new Broncos. too. The sport ones are cool. The lifted ones, yeah, not the base so ones. The base ones are gross. Yeah, the base ones are, yeah. <laughs> gotta get that lift. Gotta get those black rims on them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, last question for you, Barnabal. This is the one. The this is little, the most important one. one. This is the most important one. This is the one that I kind of think of all day and I'm the most excited about. So what famous person would you want to battle gladiator style? Like in a ring in front of like cheering fans to the death. and togas. And you to get like death. a sword and you have to either die or escape or, you know, kill them and get out. Well, I was actually thinking about this. One. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a couple. There's a couple options. I'm not a fighter, but uh, I, I right now it would be uh, Putin one. I, oh, I think that's that a would good be one. Great. Um, good that one would be good and I would try to kick his ass, but it would be kind of interesting to fight like a Jack Reacher or John Wick kind of guy. And then but like not have to die. <laughs> just to, like... <laughs> it'd be like one second long <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> dude what would you yeah, do if that's... putin like just ran at you and like cracked your skull just like did some crazy ass like kung fu he's like a black belt <laughs> yeah. Is yeah, he really? yeah 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 oh, but shit. In this... legit 
Yeah, yeah legit psychopath. They took it from him. They took it from him with all these sanctions. I saw that they they fucking removed his black belt. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> they no, they they took his black belt. Yeah, they took it. <laughs> they That's took awesome. it. Awesome. They're like, you've been debelted, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll take that <laughs> back. Hilarious. Tony, who would you fight? Who would you gladiator battle? Oh, to the death. Um. Uh, probably Tucker Carlson. That's annoying. Do you know who that is? He's yeah. super, <laughs> super annoying. I he don't. He just know. talks. Like a celeb, celeb. Uh, I'm looking know. up who mine would... right now just to see how tall he is, so I don't. I know that I probably won't die. Who would you? Who know. would you just... fight? Oh, good. He's five seven, dude. I would absolutely slice up Pitbull. I can't stand <laughs> Pitbull, bro. Damn. <laughs> Why? Just worldwide. I would straight up like sword that motherfucker, like long sword. Pitbull, off Jesus, the top dude. of my. <clears throat> Sorry, Pitbull. I just don't like any of his music. My girlfriend knows if she wants to like piss me off when we're in the car or something, she'll play Pitbull. Because like for some reason, it just gets this reaction out of me. I'm just like, shut that the fuck off. Like I hate Pitbull. Unlock the door. So much. You don't like Mr. Worldwide? <laughs> I can't stand it for some reason. This is his genre. It says rap, dance hall, pop. Jesus. That's how you know I'm just going to hate it. Dance hall. Yeah, dance hall pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i just i mean i just i have a special place in my heart for pitbull and it's not a good place but that's funny that's who i would gladiator <laughs> battle all that's right barnable well uh that that brings us to the end we want to thank you for uh for popping on um giving us some some solid information about you as a trader and uh, we'll have to have you on again in the future yeah absolutely i'd love to come on thank you guys for having me it's awesome it was, to meet you guys um, it was great meeting you yeah. Yeah, sounds good, man. Well, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in and um, have a good night. Meet me by the beam. Too early, maybe later you could show me things. You know what it is whenever I visit. Windy city, she blowing me kisses. No, 30 degrees, way too cold, so hold me tight. Well, I see you at the show tonight. Will I see you at the show tonight?